Red Lobster announced today that it will start delivering its food in New York City through a partnership with Grubhub. Because if there's one thing that will make discount seafood even better, it's 20 minutes on the back of a bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty oh, funny. That reminds me. Big expose about a fish. That the huge percentage of the fish that you buy is not what it claims to be. There's huge fraud in the world of fish. Well, we've heard that a lot, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, specifically in the context of sushi restaurants. So, yeah, some of your nice sushi restaurants even are uh, serving you, uh, I don't know. So, oh, yeah. so you, like a tuna might be a salmon or something like that? Well, or? that's unlikely, but yeah, it's going to be some sort of cheaper fish that they just huh. get. And they say, yes, it's it's seared yellowtail and then uh, sushi-grade ahi. It's cod. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's like uh, cod dyed one color and cod dyed another color. <laughs> Uh, but more on that to come. Uh, this... don't, don't eat a mouthful of fish until you hear our shocking report. <laughs> <laughs> this headline in the New York Times, uh, well, today's uh, edition got a lot of uh, attention. Hopes dim for congressional Russia inquiries as parties clash. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's definitely worth talking about. The fact that, you know, just it's all partisan. Nobody cares about the truth. It's just <laughs> nobody even pretends much anymore. Uh, but there are leaks now that Tony Podesta, powerful Democratic lobbyist, brother of Hillary Clinton's bud, John Podesta, or who was her campaign chairman. Um, who was it, not running a child sex trafficking ring out of a pizza place. As far as we know, nobody was doing that, Jack. Uh, but this Tony Podesta apparently is in the crosshairs of the special counsel office probe, whether his firm violated international laws. They're just looking at everybody who was consorting with the Russians and or Ukrainian oligarchs, and they think maybe he was in on it, too. God, I'd like to be a Russian oligarch. I'll bet it's uh, tiring because you're always worried about being uh, killed. Um, it'd be that lifestyle, but it'd be pretty cool. It'd be exciting. I mean, you that's just got to real... stay on the good side of Pooter. Yeah. Uh, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. Um, you know, so listen, uh, so much of this reporting is either just f ferociously, practically, um, what do you, when you get a mad dog, you get a, you get a, a, a feverish rabbit. Rabbit. Uh, it's, <laughs> a, a lot of this is just rabid, rabid I hate Trump reporting, desperate to prove that Trump and company were colluding with the Russians. Now, I've said from the beginning, the Russians are incredibly good at duping people into doing their bidding or bribing them or threatening them or whatever. And if they can, like, subvert CIA agents, yeah, I believe they could confuse Eric Trump into maybe doing the wrong thing. Uh, but I'm, I'm not super anti-Trump. I'm not super pro-Trump. So the fact that old Tony Podesta is in the crosshairs, okay, fine. Just get to the bottom of it and let us know when you're done. But I saw a clip from Bill Maher. I hadn't heard this. I was happy to hear him say it, that the Russians aren't trying to get one party or person elected. They're just trying to have us all at each other's throats and mess up our politics, which I wish more people would grasp. Yeah, no kidding. That's what we've been trying to this. The message we've been trying to promote. It's good to hear the little elf is on our side. Well said, elf. Um so uh, so it seems that the investigation is moving away from the whole Trump collusion thing and now just into what active measures are the Russians using to mess with us, as Bill Maher described. I shouldn't call him an elf. He's a clever man. He's small of stature. My, my daughter is small of stature, and I think she's a wonderful person. What so why, you, would uh... I, why would I traffic in such childish uh, demeanings. Little Billy Moore. It's L-I-L apostrophe. Little Billy Moore. I'd like to apologize. I'm ashamed of myself. 
I have a. I disagree with Bill Maher all the time, but I respect him. Anyway, um, where was I? Ah, so and his it, height has nothing to do with anything. No, certainly not. We're not playing basketball here. We're talking about ideas. So uh, anyway, it would appear that the whole uh, Trump collusion thing is just it's it's stale bread. Nobody wants it. I mean, it's just not what this is about. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Mueller comes up with. He is one serious looking dude. I do want to talk about this very briefly, though. I have been following this story more than most people probably. Do you know who William Browder is? He's a, a super big in, international investor business guy. He was the largest single foreign investor in Russia for a time. And the more he invested, the more he did business there, the more he realized that Russia is utterly corrupt, that Putin and his gang are running a kleptocracy, a, a government that exists to steal. And and there are billions and billions of dollars at stake. Putin is thought to be, Jack, you've brought this up, probably oh, the yeah. richest guy on earth. Forbes magazine believes so, yeah. Yeah. Um and and so it's it's totally mobbed up. And he decided that what he saw so disgusted him, he was gonna give up his profits and his business relationships in Russia, and he and his lawyer, name of Sergei uh, Magnitsky, were going to blow the whistle on this. And they did. Um Sergei Magnitsky, who is 36 years old, I believe, when he was arrested and had a wife and two children, was imprisoned on trumped-up charge, charges, tortured for over a year, finally killed in prison by Putin and his people. It's an absolutely horrifying story. Horrifying. Browder... Which would be as much to send a message to others as anything. 100%. 100%. Um, Browder decides... All right, this whole investing thing's fun, but I'm going to dedicate my life to bringing Putin and the oligarchs and the the his cronies down, and 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 avenge the death of my friend Sergei Magnitsky. So this lawyer's been traveling the world, visiting all sorts of governments, getting them to pass laws saying if the Russians violate people's uh, human rights in this way. If they, if they do these unspeakable acts of totalitarianism and, and torture and death, they're going to pay for it. And the oligarchs who are behind it, we're going to freeze their assets. We're going to prevent them from traveling. We're not going to act like, oh, yeah, let's let's do a little business, uh, oligarchs. No, we're going to take a moral stand. So he's been traveling the world doing this. Well, Putin, just yesterday or the day before, Putin's government comes out and declares that it was Browder himself who killed Magnitsky. Somehow, mysteriously, while Magnitsky was in jail, not being tortured. In fact, he was the chairman of our volleyball committee, and he was loving being in Russian prison, and it was Browder who killed him. Yeah. And so Interpol, the international police, automatically put out a travel freeze on uh, on Browder so he'd be arrested if he crossed any borders. And so Browder is trying to come to the United States, and the U.S. told him, you can't come here. There's an international warrant out for you. And and he protested, and, and thank God, the government slash the Trump administration said, yeah, you're right, this is horse ass, and said, yeah, you can come to America, welcome to America. He was born American, he's now a British citizen, so he is a bit of a turncoat. Make him wear the red coat of the British during the Revolution is the only uh, proviso I have for my being a fan of this guy. But anyway, so the Trump administration said, yeah, uh, uh, Putin's full of crap, come on in the U.S. I was pleased to hear that. But... When you hear Putin's a bad guy, that's what they're talking about. There are a whole bunch of books out about uh, Russia right now, and the reason is October 
is the 100-year anniversary of October 1917, which was the big revolution, obviously, when uh, Lenin took over and then started the whole Soviet Union thing. And so there's a whole bunch of books out about it right now. John Lennon? Exactly. No, V.I. Lennon. Vladimir Ilyich, you're out of your depth, Donnie. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah. If you got it, thank you. Fist bump if you didn't, Google it. So there are a bunch of books out right now, which I was reading the reviews of in the New York Times, and every single one of them, they would mention something with Lenin or Stalin, and then they would say, sound familiar to our times today, or something like that. Every book review related Stalin or Lenin or the Soviet Union to Trump today. So it was difficult to read them. It that really is so pathetic. It is, it is. It's just dumb. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's just dumb. It's so maddening. You, it's you've so got to be so dumbed by your ideology to buy that metaphor, that connection. It doesn't make any GD sense. Or how about the fact that your history of the Soviet Union or Stalin or what is plenty interesting on its own without <laughs> trying to tie it into Trump somehow. Anyway. I'll bet the editors of the New York Times, I'll bet they have meetings. They drag everybody into the newsroom, the mostly empty newsroom, and say, listen, I don't care if you're writing about hints for growing citrus. You tie in hating Trump. <laughs> And so it's in everything. But anyway. But the reason I brought it up on your um, your story about Putin and this dude, uh, one of the viewers was pointing out that the whole secret police arresting people, torturing confessions out of them, started hundreds of years ago in Russia. Tsar Alexander II, I think, was the one that started the whole secret police thing. And that culture has just continued, continued, continued all through the 1800s. It's one of the things that Lenin was rallying people on was, you know, we can't live like this with secret police arresting us and torturing us in prison and right. no political opponents. He takes over, does the same thing, dies shortly thereafter. Stalin does the same thing. You know, you get a brief break when the whole Soviet Union collapses in 91, but very brief. And now Putin's right back to it. Right. So you got a couple hundred years now of the culture of this very thing, uh, killing political opponents in the street, arresting people, and just it's interesting that a country can have that culture continue through a whole bunch of different incarnations of of, of leadership. That's a great point. And those who work with Russian immigrants to various lands will report that there is a cultural norm that you get away with anything you can get away with. You don't have respect for the law because everything's mobbed up. So you got to get yours, which has been the reality of uh, the Russian people for now, you know, a couple of centuries. So who can blame them? But culture matters. It's like it's in the water there. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is really interesting. So mm, I can't decide. I'm not sure I want to reset all this on the other side of the commercial break. I'll sum it up in the next 60 seconds. So the Magnitsky Act was the act in the name of this uh, tortured and killed lawyer I was talking about before. Uh, who was a human rights activist, and part of it, uh, well, it, it, it screws the Russian oligarchs and Putin out of some money and, and travel and the rest of it. And so Putin decided to cut off American adoptions of Russian children in rea- retaliation, which was an odd move. But theoretically, that's what his goons and, and spies were trying to meet with the Trump family about that summer, the Magnitsky Act, trying to, uh, you know, uh, that's why people say, you know, we thought we were meeting about Russian adoptions, which was actually part of it. But Putin and his goons are just trying to end the Magnitsky Act so they can get back to making even more profit than they are. But Browder's been fighting this stuff all along. So he's uh, I think he's a hero. William Browder. I'm following his thing. I, I, I root for him for what good that it does him. None.
What a fascinating individual Putin is. Oh, and, yeah. And he will live to be very old because that's the way God treats dictators for some reason. They don't have heart attacks in their sleep. He's amazingly effective. I mean, everybody knows what he's doing. But he does it, well, effectively. Snoop Dogg's hosting a new game show. That's uh, good news for everyone. I've seen the commercials. Who doesn't want that? I want the odds on the uh, World Series, which uh, starts tonight. It's going to be 100 degrees in Los Angeles for first pitch. Hottest World Series ever. Among other things coming up. Climate scientists are projecting by the 2040 World Series, it'll be 175 degrees for the opening game. So many death threats on the EPA chief that he's got unprecedented security. Wow. Partially because of the media. Uh, And we have the idiots of the century, according to some. Idiots of the century. Don't hold that back. Oh, I got to pay off the Zoroastrian dead thing. Man, this is a chock full. Come on. And torment. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. few texts. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. This text, O'Reilly even mentioned Eric Bowling's son's suicide in his defense. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm. You invoke your own children, somebody else's child, somebody else's child who off themselves. You better be clean. You better be clean, 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 or you are pure evil. Lance Armstrong was suing and winning lawsuits against his accusers. Who are claiming he doped? And you know he would, he would come at him with the full force of his money and lawyers, and uh, and 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 drag their name through everything. And right, he tried to ruin people. That's yeah. right. He was he was the Harvey Weinstein of doping, and he was lying the whole Not, time. Not uh, good. Right, and uh, yeah. So that's interesting. But this, I was listening to yesterday's podcast on a plane last night. Enjoying multiple complimentary adult beverages. boy. The flight attendant actually cut me off when I started bellowing uncontrollably <laughs> at the new suggested transition music. But oh, it was bellowing worth it. laughter. Yeah. I thought he was yelling at somebody. Uh, bellowing with laughter. Fagstd. Fagstd, which is friend of Armstrong and Getty since the dawn. Wow. <laughs> so I've been listening to us since we started. And a member of the uh, uh, Mile High Fag Club as well. Listening on an aeroplane. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, my friend. So is he referring to this fabulous uh, music? song in Malaysia or something? Is it one of those deals? It's the number one song in my heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got a vague memory of when that came out, but it's about the funniest thing in the world. It is. 
Why is it so funny? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Good stuff right there. All right. So sorry you got cut off. Oh, uh, the tongueless guy is unlistenable. Oh, okay, well, you disagree. Because <laughs> the guy does sound like he was in one of Saddam Hussein's torture chambers. Oh, oh, whoa! Oh, don't take it out. dark! Don't take it dark! <laughs> oh, by the way, quick, uh, uh, hottest World Series ever, starting night, first pitch, 100 degrees, Los Angeles, who's favored? Uh, the Dodgers are favored to win. They are a minus 165 favorite, which means they have uh, about a 62% likelihood of winning if you uh, okay. if you calculate the odds out that way. Um, minus one sixty five odds means you have to bet one hundred and sixty five dollars to win back a hundred. So sixty two percent chance of winning. That doesn't make. Is that? Is it, would you be an overwhelming favorite at that, or just kind of a favorite? So, what would you call that? Solid, solid favorite. That's, yeah. that's a pretty good. Okay. Two, two thirds of the time you, you win. Clear favorite, but by, not prohibitive by any means. Since we're talking odds, it was a one year ago yesterday that the New York Times hit its peak with Hillary Clinton ninety three percent likely. Wow. To uh, to win the election against Trump ninety three percent. One year ago yesterday. Wow. Nice modeling. Yeah. <laughs> Jack uh, brought us the cheery, cheery news yesterday. Oh, this reminds me. i got to get back to that whole uh, actuarial association put out their their uh, their report for the year talking about American lifespan and health and the rest of it. It's really interesting and somewhat troubling. But anyway, uh, Jack brought us the cheery news yesterday that uh, the new trend in uh, people not being alive anymore and what to do with their uh, earthly remains is no longer burying or uh, or uh, what do you call it? Cremation. Yeah, cremation. But uh, go ahead. I'm Liqu- not- liquefying. <laughs> and uh, 15 states have now uh, said it's okay, and California being the latest. And it, they think it's the new way for a bunch of environmental reasons, cost reasons, that sort of thing. Oh, boy. Sounds disgusting. It sounds horrifying. As we as we said yesterday, uh, burying and burning, which is as old as people being around, seems natural and some sort of, I don't know what, okay. Sure. <laughs> it seems okay. From earth to earth, ashes <laughs> yeah. to ashes, it just seems good. Well, uh, Timothy, helpfully. Liquefying does not fit oh, any golly. Of I just, I don't even, oh boy. I'm just sick enough. I don't even like the word. It just, it, it rings of like serial killers with, with vats full of acid and yeah, that sort of we, thing. We, liquef- we liquefied granny. We had the services on Friday. Oh, that God. doesn't sound good. No, but not But people good. say regularly we cremated grandma. We had grandma cremated. And you You don't don't cremate grandma. It's totally different. But you don't recoil recoil in horror if somebody says that. No, you don't. But if somebody says we liquefied grandma, huh? Yeah, I need to know what they do with the liquid. Yeah, isn't that the key question? You put it in a little lava lamp. (laughs) Okay, I'm starting to come around. Now I'm in favor of it. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Or do you put it in like those... uh, those are freezy things you put in your cooler when you want to take some beer to a picnic or something. It does seem like the sort of thing... A, you keep them in your freezer, then you put them in the cooler. It seems like the sort of thing a totalitarian country would do. Yeah, it's to... just it's icky. I want to stop talking about it. Okay. Well, I think you brought it up. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, uh, Timothy helpfully uh, sent along what Zoroastrians do. Zoroastrianism is actually a religion I, I took a look at. I enjoy exploring different philosophies and different ways of looking at the world. I, uh, certainty is nice, but I kind of like uh, ambivalence. I like uh, wondering. I'm a wondering fellow. You're wondering if I'll ever get to the point, aren't you? Well, here it is. So Zoroastrians, which are kind of, you know, India, Iran, your subcontinent, that's where it's hot. Um, 
They believe that as soon as the breath has left it, the body becomes impure. Which is another example of what I've said for a very long time. So much of ancient religious law is essentially the health department telling you how to live a healthy life. Don't eat pigs, because back in the day, the pigs had too many uh, diseases that could be transmitted to human beings. And so it has nothing to do with God doesn't like pigs. It has It's a health ordinance. The whole, you know, there are a lot of reasons not to lay with whores or have various uh, deviant sex acts, but mostly it's because that's how diseases get passed around. And if you get honoria in the year 2000 B.C., you're going to die of it. So anyway, but, you know, you believe what you want. I ain't believe. belong in any religion that don't let me eat bacon. Fair enough. Rather go to hell. You're a man of strong beliefs. but You so, can put lipstick on a pig. Thank you, Mr. President. It's still a pig. So Zoroastrians believe as soon as the breath is left, that the body becomes impure. Death is considered to be the work of Angra Mainyu, the embodiment of all that is evil. I agree. Whereas the earth and all that is beautiful is considered to be the pure work of God. Contaminating the elements, earth, air, fire, and water, with decaying matter such as a corpse is considered sacrilege. Instead of burying the corpse, Zoroastrians traditionally laid it out on a tower of silence, or a dokwama, to be exposed to the sun, and here's what happens to you. The vultures come and get you. Mm. Now, why it's impure to put you into the earth, but you let the vultures eat on you, is a little unclear to me. See, I'm okay with that one. I think I like that one way better than the liquefaction, um, just in terms of, you know, kind of back to nature. Feeding the birds. Circle of life sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, in the words of Clint Eastwood in, which movie was it? Outlaw Josie uh, Wales? Outlaw Josie Wales. Worms gotta eat, oh, I'm sorry, vultures gotta eat same as a worm. When he was asked whether they should bury their recent victims. Vultures gotta eat same as a worm. It's a very Zoroastrian thing to say. Um, in Mumbai, where more than half of the world's 70,000 Parsis leave, huge towers have been built and set within 75, 70, 57 acres of forest gardens. And, and that's what you do in that part of the world. You haul, you know, your dearly beloved, your recently passed up there, and let the vultures have at them. But now, uh, as uh, modern life encroaches on those areas, people are finding it super icky and, and trying to pass laws against mm. it. So the, what, was, what was it, Tower of Silence? Is that what it yeah. was called? yeah. Not to be confused with the Cone of Silence. Yes, right. but the Tower of Silence, you guys tried to have the radio, one of those constructed here at the radio ranch for me to sit in, right? <laughs> yeah. When, I, when the gong yeah. gets oh, broken, just oh, put been, them in there. It's been recommended by many a texter. <laughs> uh, what's coming and, up in your and, news? And will be in the moments that follow. <laughs> what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, the Trump Corker brawl not letting up. It's like, yes. oh, you've got to be kidding. It's like a bar fight rolling out onto the street now. <laughs> Childish <laughs> stupidity. Bring it. And we got another shakeup in the brick and mortar world, and Snoop Dogg's got a new gig coming. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. And Joe made me want to really watch the outlaw Josie Wales. That might be my favorite movie of all time. It's a good one. Uh, stay tuned for news on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So there's a new trend, I don't know if it'll catch on, toward paying people daily. Which, if you think about it for a second, why does it need to continue to be once a month or every two weeks or however it's been, first and the 15th, um, with modern uh, (laughs) computers sending money around? 
Yeah, I get it. I get it. Because it's all electronic, a lot of it. Uh, Yeah. On the other hand, if you need to get paid daily, you're going to squander that money, too. (laughs) And you're going to be borrowing money from your friends at 3 p.m. because you've already gone through your day's money. God, there is many years of my life where getting paid daily would have been a life changer. Oh, yeah. Life changer. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. What a mess. Hours before Republican leaders sit down with the president to talk tax reform, GOP Senator Bob Corker says he's had enough. He is breaking with President Trump. Corker not holding anything back, talking to reporters this morning. I think that the worst of it is going to be just the pole debasing, if you will, of our nation. Um, I think that'll be... The contribution that that hurts our nation most. The senator going on to say Trump's model of governing is to divide and accuse the president of repeatedly presenting untruths on the world stage. You would think he would be, he would try to focus on things where there wasn't a witness, but the whole world's a witness to these untruths. Senator, you and, and, and world leaders. Trump and Corker have been. What's he talking about specifically there? Is he, is he referencing any one specific thing, or just in general? Just in general. Gotcha. The, the constant uh, stream of consciousness from the president at times. Trump and Corker have been feuding for months. Earlier today, Trump tweeted that Corker couldn't get elected dog catcher in Tennessee. He's a lightweight who set the U.S. way back. Corker tweeting back, saying Trump continues being untruthful and called for somebody to alert the daycare staff immediately. <laughs> Meanwhile, GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan is stepping around the Trump-Corker dispute. Ryan saying, I long believe that it's best just to settle these things in person, and I hope that they can get a chance to do that. Well, they will, and possibly Trump and Corker are expected to be in the same room this afternoon where the president has lunch with Senate Republicans to talk about tax cuts. Wow. All this leading up to the lunch. If you're Corker, do you go? Uh, yeah. Um... How come? Because I care about tax reform, and that's, in theory, what the meeting's about. Mm -hmm. I would stay policy-focused. I think maybe he should. uh, I I think if he believes this strongly that the president is damaging the country, he should stop walking down the hall and answering questions as he's going from room to room and, you know, hold a press conference or do something. Write an op-ed piece. That just walking down the hall and blasting the president for, for debasing the country just seems weird to me. Yeah, but handy. I wish I had the press corps following me down the halls here. I'd have all sorts of stuff to say. After, I think he should either my, I guess, yeah. he should either go big with it or shut up. One of the two. I see your point. After more than a hundred years, Sears is no longer going to sell Whirlpool appliances. The Wall Street Journal is reporting the retailer ended the relationship after taking issue with pricing demands made by the appliance manufacturer. The merchandise. You can price them at $1,000 or 5 Ain't nobody going into Sears. They won't know. The merchandise in stock like the washing machines and refrigerators are going to be sold off. Whirlpool products have been taken off the Sears website, along with Kmart's site, which is also owned by Sears. You know what the lesson is here? You're always talking about it. Things change. Things don't last forever. Right. Whirlpool and Sears was as solid a, a, a business thing as could be when I was a kid. And it's been going on for 100 years. Yep. And now it just seems so yesterday and unimportant. It's just gone. Sure, just quaint. Uh, smart move, though, acquiring Kmart in an effort to yeah. become successful. Is it? Uh, what's next, Radio Shack? Perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. A tip of Who's the hat. been in a Sears recently? I think I was a couple uh, of years ago. Oh, you had a year ago. ago. He's been in one? Yeah. Yeah. What was I looking for? I think tools, I think. Yeah. I need yep, them to tools. You, yeah. you need a power saw, you go to Sears. Right. 
Tip of the hat to the dog. Snoop Dogg becomes TV's newest game show host tonight. The rapper and marijuana enthusiast debuts <laughs> on Snoop Dogg Presents The Joker's Wild. There is no way it can be as entertaining as the nature videos he's done, where he watches various <laughs> beasts in the wild and and and, and uh, dictates what they're doing. It's him doing his David Attenborough. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's fantastic. Not safe for work. We'll have a link for you. <laughs> but I must, I must say, yeah. I am disappointed that the fact that game show host is no longer a job in and of itself. It is now a landing pad for people on the other side of otherwise successful careers, whether it, it be stand-up comedians, right. rappers, marijuana enthusiasts, right. like Marshall said. <laughs> um, I, I miss the fact that, that that used to be a job in and of itself. Yeah, uh, Pat Sajak, uh, right. Bob Barker, uh, they they made their bones as game yeah. shows. They a Chuck Woolery, if you will. It wasn't. I used to have a sitcom, and now I'm doing this because I'm kind of going through bitch. the motions. Well, I'm I'm just glad that you know big radio companies aren't constantly trying to recycle third rate cable news personalities as talk show hosts because you know I happen to believe it's a skill set in and of itself. But uh, anyway, we back were to you, we were going to be game show hosts briefly. Really? Yeah, but. Uh, what was it? What was the game? Do what was it called? Liars or something like that? Yeah, liars yeah. poker, liars, liars dice, liars. liars dice is a you're game. a liar yeah. or something, something yeah. liar. <laughs> yeah, who's the liar? While we were on the plane to Los Angeles yes. to film the first episode, right. it got canceled. <laughs> wow, yeah. which is really kind of a microcosm of our career. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. That is your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Someday we'll, we ought to tell all those stories because they're hilarious in a way. I mean, I have a sense of humor about it now, but the whole Opie yeah. and Anthony thing. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. There have been a handful of them. Uh, got the idiots of the century here, according to people who follow this sort of thing. Perfect. Uh, somebody on the text line is pointing out Bob Corker on some of those conservative websites where they grade you gets an F. I don't know what that means in terms of the Corker-Trump battle. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. just finished a week-long stay at a rehab clinic for sex addiction. Yeah, apparently he would have stayed longer, but all the other sex addicts thought Weinstein was too creepy. I don't doubt that. <laughs> uh, breaking news, Michael, actual breaking news. We probably Uh-oh. got double breaking news that's just, uh, right now, but this breaking news first. I stand here before you, a man in a Kid Rock for Senate t-shirt. He has just announced in Howard Cern, F, no, I'm not running for the Senate. Oh. Dang it. There goes Christmas. As I wear a Kid Rock for Senate t-shirt. Oh, man. Are you effing kidding me? Who couldn't figure that out? He said, I got a new album coming out. Armstrong and Getty. (laughs) I'm releasing a new album. I'm going on tour. Are you effing essing me? He asked Stern. (laughs) Boy, for his... Unlimited vocabulary alone, he should be a senator. Well, I mentioned it once, and everyone got their panties in a bunch, he said. Because people were actually excited about you running for... I bought a (laughs) t-shirt. And a hat. And a hat. And a junky squashed hat, (laughs) didn't you? 
I can't wear them, ironically. Now Now you're just kind of a loser if you're still wearing a Kid Rock shirt oh, now. Oh, don't say that. Don't don't think that people are saying that when they look at you. <laughs> and the other breaking news Joe has. Yeah, the president has actually been uh, tweeting away. Now, we uh, we had Marshall read the tweet of a couple hours ago. Bob Corp- Corker, who helped President O give us the bad Iran deal and couldn't get elected dog catcher in Tennessee, is now fighting tax cuts. Then he tweeted, Corker dropped out of the race in Tennessee when I refused to endorse him and now is only negative on anything Trump. Look at his record! Um, most of that has been denied categorically and strenuously by Corker. Yeah, I don't know how he's fighting tax cuts by saying, I think we should have held off on the whole shelving 401k limits. Right. Then he went on, the president of the United States, to tweet, isn't it sad that lightweight Senator Bob Corker, who couldn't get reelected in the great state of Tennessee, will now fight tax cuts plus? Plus one. That one was a little weird. And then, then the president of the United States, not done, texted, Senator Corker is the incompetent head of the Foreign Relations Committee, and look how poorly the U.S. has done. He doesn't have a clue as the entire world was laughing and taking advantage of us. People like little Bob Corker have set the U.S. way back. Now we move forward. Uh, the spelling of L-I-D-D-L-E apostrophe. Yeah, what what is that a contraction of? Mm. That's that's there's no apostrophe there. Is that a high crime or a misdemeanor? In my world, it's a high crime. <laughs> well, I know it is for you. Yeah. Um... And then he tweeted, "Stock market just hit another record high. Jobs looking very good." No exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why he's picking this fight with Corker over this. It just it just seems like a minor thing. But he's he's clearly um, dug in butt hurt over Corker. Now somebody said Corker's no conservative. I don't know that much about his voting record. Whenever I've seen him on talk shows, he seemed like a straight shooter to me. So I've always kind of liked him. But I did do a little research in a number of your sites that keep track of that thing. Have him more liberal than conservative, if that mm-hmm. matters to you. He was one of the early backers of. Uh, Trump. In fact, he was the first senator, I think, that jumped on board, which I was a that's right. big deal. Or was it Sessions? I think Sessions was the first one. He was close. Corker yeah. was early. Yeah. yeah, he was very early, which is a big deal for senators to start backing Trump. And um, and now they're completely at each other. Over over a minor point today, um, this whole, should we... <laughs> change the amount you can donate to your 401k. I, I don't know how that became such a point of contention. Anyway, uh, strange times. Yeah. I've yeah. got a clip here from a, an interview that Trump did over the weekend where he kind of talks about his tweeting, I guess, strategy. Would you like to? Okay. Why not? I have friends that say, oh, don't use social media. See, I don't call it tweets. The tweeting is like a typewriter. You know, they're well-crafted. I was always a good student. I'm like a person that does well with that kind of thing. And I doubt I'd be here if it weren't for social media, to be honest with you, because uh, there is a fake media out there. I get treated very unfairly by the media. And I have a tremendous platform. I think I have 125 million people between Twitter and uh, Instagram and all of them and Facebook. Mm. I have a tremendous platform. So 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 when somebody says something about me, I'm able to go bing, 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 and I take care of it. Bing, bing, bing. He dropped a bing, bing, bing. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. And he takes care of it like little Bob Corker. By insulting your height. <laughs> exactly. Showed him, huh? <laughs> How's that taste? <laughs> dee, 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 dee. I called you little bitch. <laughs> I'm oh. telling you, if, if you told me a couple of years ago all this would happen, 
I mean, like, wrote it out in detail. Uh, I'd have thought you're nuts. So, I'm talking to uh, a well-known financial dude the other night at the party. He's a... Uh, it was Warren Buffett. Go ahead. Well-known media guy in uh, certain areas, and I, but I won't mention his name. But anyway, we were talking about how if Trump pulls this off, the repatriation of money coming back and the lower corporate tax, the economy is going to go insane, he yeah. believes, as a guy who spent his life studying it. I, you know, and a lot of people think that. I mean, it's a huge deal. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a, For all of us. It's an historic achievement. I mean, it could be something that people talk about 50 years ago when they're arguing about tax policy. They'll go back to the Trump repatriation of money move of 2017 mm-hmm. or 18, whenever it happens. And meanwhile, possibly stopping that from happening, you have this crap, which is just annoying to me. It's hard to imagine it's on purpose. It is hard to imagine that. It, it might end up happening. Unless it turns out he wins and, and, and the result is human nature is we got so used to the Trump show that nobody can do without it. The idea of having somebody boring in there, just nobody could tolerate that. Well, speaking of boring, it's so disappointing to hear Kid Rock won't be running for the Senate. I'm going to announce a draft flavor flave movement. Wow. Ask you to donate. Oh, yeah. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show.